Thanks for joining us for this podcast. We hope that it inspires you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about the life and ministry of City Lights Church and how you can connect with us at city-lights.church. The term, the butterfly effect. Has anyone ever heard of that term? So essentially, it's popularized with this phrase that a butterfly flaps its wings in the Amazon and as a result of that, there's a tornado in Texas. Now, the origins of this particular term and this particular effect, there was a meteorologist and he wanted to improve his accuracy of long-term weather forecasts. And so to do that, he realized that the more inputs, the more data that he could have, he could have some effect on increasing the accuracy of, uh, of those forecasts. But what they also realized is that it's impossible to find out all the data and it's impossible in this interconnected world to accurately predict what is going to happen in the future. Now, it's, I would say it's also the same with our decisions. Do you know that the average person makes 35,000 decisions a day? Did you know that? And some of those little decisions have massive consequences. If we were to take a moment to reflect on our decisions, many of our decisions are inconsequential. And many of our decisions we put on automatic Breathing in, breathing out, driving here. Who's been, when they've been driving, you kind of get where you're going and you don't remember how you got there. Okay, we do that because those decisions are, in a way, automated or they become part of our established neurological pathways. Some of our decisions, some of our really bad decisions, can have positive outcomes. Probably the the best example of that is if you've been in a, a relationship and maybe that relationship was a bit unhealthy all the way to sometimes being, t- being toxic and the result of that relationship is a beautiful human being. You would say that that is a great outcome of sometimes some bad decisions. But there are also times where we just simply have bad outcomes from bad decisions. And so this series is about us saying, look, we are a product of our decisions and the decisions around us, but how often do we stop and think about how we could make better decisions? We make so many decisions, the, 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 there's so much at stake, but we, all, we don't always stop to take note of how we could make better decisions. Do you know that your decisions are one of the few things in life that you can control. Did you realize that? We, are, we can't control others' decisions, but we can control ours. So this series, it's a very practical series. And each week, I'm going to give you one big idea and one guiding question that is hopefully going to help you make better decisions in your life. So today, let's ask a couple of questions. What could increase my decision-making capability? That's the first question. 
Where could we learn the principles that determine success or failure in the major areas, arenas of human activity, including business, personal relationships, family life, and community life? And what is a word or a concept that describes and empowers that process? And I want to start this series with that word that we can look to as something that could empower us to make better, better decisions. And that word is wisdom. The word is wisdom. And here's our first big idea for this series. And our first big idea is this. When I pursue wisdom, I make better decisions. Okay? Might be simple for some of you. May have not thought of it for others of you. The big idea, number one, is when I pursue wisdom, I make better decisions. Now, in the Bible, there was a guy by the name of Solomon. He was the son of King David, and he was the chosen one to succeed King David on the throne. Now, as he is starting his reign as king, he has a dream. And in that dream, God says to him, you can have whatever you want, And Solomon in the dream says, I want wisdom. I want to be wise. And he wrote a book called Proverbs, which is going to be our main text this morning. And we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. Do you know the thing that I love about the Bible is the Bible, it talks about the miraculous. I love Who loves a good miracle? Who's believing for some things that are just like, God, we need you to move in this area. We need you to come through. I love that. I've experienced so many miracles in my life. The Bible also teaches us about morality. And morality is good because I love being in a society where we're not encouraged to kill one another. Okay, That's kind of a base level. We're not encouraged to steal Turn to the person next to you and say, get your hands off my purse. No, I'm only joking on my wallet. But who knows? The Bible talks a lot about miracles and talks a lot about morality. But if we are going to live in the way that Jesus has invited us to be in terms of being followers of Jesus, we also need to know about how do we do the mundane well? How do we navigate life well? Because there are times that I need a miracle and there are times that I need to work out a pattern of how I raise my children, a pattern of how I would deal with some help and coach them through some conflict at school. And so we see the beauty of the Bible, the beauty of life in God is, yes, we access the miracles. Yes, we know the how to live morally so that we can value and honor one another, but also we see a pattern of a wise life that is 
more than miracles and more than morality. Certainly not less than, but it includes it. And in the Proverbs, we see wisdom for the mundane. And one of the things that we understand when we're making better decisions is that wisdom is more than rules. It's more than just morality. So if I'm going to make better decisions, I need to go beyond just following the morals of the Bible. Not less than, but go beyond that. And let me give you a couple of examples. So in life, you can be lazy and disorganized, or you could be a workaholic. You could be emotionally fragile or abrasive. You could be impulsive or passive, and you would not break any moral rules. Right? You would not break any moral commands of the Bible. But I would also say if that described you at an extreme, you would also be not living a wise life or making good decisions. And this is the beauty of the gospel. And all of those things are part of pursuing wisdom. Let's keep going. It says to help them do what is right and just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Do you know that wisdom is for everyone? In Proverbs 1.20, it says, Wisdom is calling out to everyone who would listen. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself, in your journey of making good decisions, in your journey of making better decisions, wherever you are, wisdom is available to you. And do you, do, do you want to know the reason why? Because you're human. Wisdom is available to every human. Now, some of you may know, Rebecca and I, we have three dogs, okay? Cavoodles. That is a lot of dog, okay? If you are thinking about getting... Uh, Three dogs, pray about it, okay? Maybe fast. We love our dogs, but our dogs, they do such good things for the family, so it's their job to be hyper-vigilant, right? And so if there's a lizard or a cane toad or a postman or someone walking the dog, all right, it's their job to let us know about that with barking or perhaps killing said animal. And we're really grateful for that. However, at no stage do I see them coming together around having a meeting, maybe a cup of tea or a coffee, as a, as a posse of cavoodles, and saying to each other, I wonder if there are some more effective strategies for how we could notify our family the human family, about what's going on. Because I, we're just a little concerned with some of the feedback that they've got from their neighbours, right? <laughs> so cavoodles don't do that. Why don't they do that? Because they're not made in the image of God. Humans are the only ones that have capacity to reflect on their de decisions, capacity to learn and capacity to modify their behaviour in a substantial way. And I say that to encourage you 
that to this date, your journey of decision-making may not have been awesome. Your track record may not have been the best, but this whole series is to encourage you that wisdom is within your reach. And wisdom is calling out to each and every one of us and saying, I'm available if you would just incline your ear to me. And I think that's one of the most encouraging things that you could say to somebody. So let's keep going. It says, let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Here's my third point, and it's this. To pursue wisdom, we have to learn low and slow. Let me explain this. So uh, I love to cook chicken wings, all right? So I've got a favorite rub. It's uh, lemon, honey, pepper, okay? So it's a barbecue rub. Now, if I was to invite you over to my house, I have two appliances, all right? I have two ways of cooking. One of them is the wood smoker that my brother-in-law gave me, all right? It's a pellet smoker. And the cooking time is probably going to be about three hours. So what I would do is I would start it at about 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Why 250 degrees Fahrenheit? That's what I read on the internet, okay? (laughs) What is that in, in Celsius? I have no idea. So I'm going to start that, and I'm going to be like probably about an hour 20 hour and 30 minutes, right? I'm going to warm it up and these pellets, wood pellets, and they're going to build up the smoke, right? And then I'm going to turn it up close to the end and I'm going to rotate. I'm going to get it up to about 350, okay? And it's going to have this nice kind of wood smell and then I'm going I'm to get a nice crispy skin, right? So that's one way, the wood smoker. The other appliance that I have is a microwave. Or if I'm being fancy, I would say a microwave. All right? Because I'm a cultured person. So I could say, okay, come over, let's have a meal together. And and you have a choice. I don't think many people are going to be choosing like a three-minute cook. Have you ever had microwave chicken wings? I have not, but I'm going to try it for the purpose of this. The process that you describe when you have a wood smoker is low and slow. If you've been to very much like that barbecue culture is coming into Australia, right? And it's low and slow. And here's what... I want to say to connect it to wisdom, let's start with the slow. If we're going to have wisdom in our lives to make better decisions, we need to slow some things down. And practically, what does that look like when we slow things down? One of the things that we do is is we pray and we invite God into the situation 
The Bible says that if any of you lacks wisdom, that he should ask God and God will give it to you. Not because of you deserve it, but because he's good, right? So that's one of the things I'm going to do. The other thing I'm going to do is, is I'm going to reflect on the scriptures. The whole purpose of what Solomon is, is saying when he's writing the, the Proverbs is he's saying you're going to have to explore these riddles. You're going to have to hold some of these Proverbs in tension. And you're going to have to dwell on them and think about them in order to get their meaning to see what's applicable to life. And some of these imagery is going to captivate your imagination and get you thinking. I mean, one of my favorite ones is when he says, look at the ant. The ant doesn't have a boss, but it's motivated to work hard and build for the future. But you can't even get out of, the be- out of bed. That's one of the things the Proverbs says, right? And so there's truth in there for everyday life. And God invites us to meditate on the Proverbs, to meditate on other scriptures, and to slow down and see what is in there that applies to our everyday life. We can also learn to slow down and reflect on our previous decisions, When was the last time you reflected on some of the key decisions that you've made? Some of the ones that were good, what did you learn from them? Some of the ones that were disastrous, how can you make sure that you don't repeat those? This is what it means to be slow. One of the challenges is, I think in terms of our decision making, is that often we are making microwave decisions. Really, we don't want to enter into that slow process of building and cultivating wisdom in our life. We just want life hacks. Can I get an amen? We just want a quick fix. And sometimes God in His grace, yes, we partner with the Holy Spirit in decision making, of course, But often what he does is actually look to produce wisdom that has flavor, that has depth, and use life, use meditation, use reflection as part of him building deep character and deep connection with God and a life of wisdom. So in our lives, we get an alternative to either go low and slow or go to the microwave. And I know what it's like. I know what that feeling is like. Like when I'm looking to do something around the house and I need uh, to get some wisdom about that, I go to YouTube, but there's a four-minute video and I don't even want to watch all four minutes of it. I just want to cut to the exact part. That is not a process of developing wisdom. So that's the slow part, and here's the low part. To develop wisdom, we need humility. Do you know what the price of entry for godly wisdom is? The price of entry for godly wisdom is actually letting God be God. God as the all-knowing creator of everything. No beginning, no end. He is 
He created this whole beautiful system of the world. We've got to let God be God. We've got to humble ourselves. This is what it says in verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And so for us to live in the fear of God is not for us to be afraid as much as it is to live under the authority and the priority of God. And I want to encourage you that when you learn to slow things down, when you learn to humble yourself before God and say, God, I, I need you in this process. I need you not just to fix things for me, but actually to produce your life within me. That is when we have a deep, rich life of wisdom. That's when our decisions begin to have flavor and depth. And this is a wonderful thing. Now, I understand that in life, we're busy, right? We've got, and some of you are in different seasons with work, with family. But I don't think there is much that's worth, worse than being busy repeating bad decisions. That does not describe a life that is in, in any way helpful. I'm going to invite uh, Naomi back. Here's a, our first guiding question for this series. Today's an introduction and we're leaving space for our baptisms. Here's a good guiding question. The first big idea is this one. When I pursue wisdom, I make better decisions. And our first guiding question is, where can I find and follow wisdom? For this decision. Sometimes I realize in reflecting on my own decisions, I just I didn't have the wisdom for that decision, but I found it. I got on my knees, I humbled myself, I found godly people in my life, I opened myself up to their counsel, I reflected on who God created me to be, I reflected on where I've made good decisions in the past. Of course, I listened to my wife. Probably should have started with that. I wonder if as the body of Christ, as Jesus followers, as a local church, I wonder if we were known as people whose lives were ones of deep wisdom. That our character was formed, it had flavor. We were low and slow people. I don't think the world needs microwave Christians. I think the world needs people that connect deeply with God and regularly with God. Sometimes in little moments when you're really busy and sometimes in longer moments. Do you know the thing that I love about wisdom as that is that even though there is a process for wisdom, that we have a loving Father who guides us, who helps us.
couple of weeks ago, we went to the beach and uh, we we're at Malula Bar. I took my boogie board and there are a couple of, uh, in that spit section, it was pretty flat, but there are a couple of bigger kind of uh, body surfing, boogie boarding waves. And there are a couple of sets rolling through. And so I said to my son, Joe, who's 10, I said, come on, jump on my back. We're going to ride this wave. It was a pretty big wave. And so he jumped. I was on the uh, boogie board, never done it before. And he was on my back. And I want to tell you that that was a wild ride. And I felt like a drowned rat for about 10 seconds. We caught that wave. It was strong enough to take both of us. But he was riding high and I was riding under. And when we, this was the longest wave he'd ever caught in his life. When we got off, we got to the end. I was trying to breathe and he jumped up and he started cheering. And you know what he said? Yes, I did it. I did it. (laughs) Do you know that's what God wants for us when we partner with him in learning his wisdom? You know, sometimes we're like, yes, I nailed this decision. I nailed it. And we recognize when we look back that God carried us. That God, by His grace, allowed the Spirit to work in when we reflect, when we open up the Word of God in our life. And I want to encourage you that that is available to all of you. Every single one of you. Oh man, wouldn't that be so good in your life? No matter where you are at this point, but in the future of your life that you just have this deepness and this richness and this settledness that you carry the wisdom of God, that you're known in your family and your friends as a wise person with a deeply formed character with a deep sense of what is right and what is wrong, with a deep sense of how to navigate the ups and downs of our life. Let's pray together. Jesus, you are wisdom personified. Your grace and your wisdom is a gift. It's a gift of life. Lord, for each and every person right now in this moment, I pray that your spirit would just highlight something that's been spoken. Maybe for some of them, it's, it's the desire, the inspiration, the courage to say, look, I'm going to be known as a person who makes great decisions. Maybe you've made a couple of doozies. God's grace is available. For some of you, you've been looking for hacks, not wisdom. And you're going to be encouraged in your spirit to have a deep connection with God. Lord, we pray across this room and those listening online, we pray in the name of Jesus and we thank you that your wisdom is available. Lord, we pray that your spirit would just become alive in people's hearts, in people's lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for joining us for this message. We hope that it has inspired you to follow Jesus. You can find out more about City Lights Church at city-lights.church.